You're listening to the Embrace Simplified Podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. This episode is for those of you who are ready for more. You're ready for more joy. You're ready to live more authentically and maybe even ready to find you again. Okay, I've packed it with journal exercises and simplified next steps that have gotten me through more than one identity crisis in the last decade. And it's really important for me to be really clear on who I think is going to get value from this episode. I think that this is for you if you are ready to choose growth, you're ready to expand. And I want to give you a heads up that this episode, it got deep fast. So I understand that it might not appear to be everyone's cup of tea or gin or kombucha or whatever you're drinking these days. But what I think is really cool is that I think it will give you ways to get yourself back on track after a really hard or heavy emotional time in your life. Right now, a lot of us feel a little bit lost and maybe all for different reasons. And I think I'm hearing from a lot of people that they don't quite feel themselves. And so when we're feeling lost, like we don't recognize ourselves, then I think we need guidance and we need strategies to get ourselves back. And that is why I created this episode. Maybe, you know, you had a leave that was is starting right now, or it's just over, or you finally put in a boundary on a relationship, or maybe your marriage has ended, or you've changed careers, you've landed a new job, and you've left one job behind. Maybe your best friend just described your dating life as PG. Ouch! And you're not okay with that, and you want it to change. It's been one year since the world changed, and maybe you are done living in fear, because when you were in fear, you did not recognize yourself. I don't know what your thing is, but there is so many reasons to not feel yourself right now, And I want to help you get back to what makes you feel bold and brave and like a badass. In order to want more, I know that you've likely had moments where you felt really lost, numb or unhappy or even hopeless with your circumstances. And if you're still there, if you're sitting in the muck, then maybe just hearing this podcast is a whisper to be ready to want more. And that's okay. You can want more and be in the muck. I know this very well. When we've been running in survival mode for so long, our bodies become used to it. Our hormones scream at us for help. And we can normalize the behaviors that are showing up as anxious feelings or mild depression. Maybe you've gotten comfortable. You found something that helps the numbing and you've been keeping the feelings pushed really far down. You told yourself everyone feels this anxious or everyone feels like this. Maybe you even said it was normal, but you actually know that it's just common not normal. When I feel this pull to want more, but I'm lost on how to turn things around, I always try first to go inward. And that can be super scary. It's like taking the lid off of the kettle while it's secretly boiling underneath. 
That's why this one isn't for everybody. I haven't always been able to go inward, but I know that when I can't control job stuff or client stuff or relationship stuff or pandemic stuff, then how I look at things and how I decide to feel about them, that's within my control. I have been asked this question a lot. Where do you even start when you know you need to find yourself again? The other day I sat in my car down at the lake. I was journaling and I wrote, you rarely stop long enough to even look at yourself in the mirror. Who is that girl? What would happen if you stopped and did that? So I put my pen down and there in my car with my phone on like selfie mode, super cheese, I did that. I stared at my badass self. And first I noticed my tired eyes and then the wrinkle lines and my gray hairs. And then I noticed there was a healthy glow. And then my next thought was, I barely recognize her and that's okay. And then I felt compassion for her and I cried. And then some sadness and a bit of pride came up as I recognized how lost I feel and how overwhelmed I have been and also how far I have come. If you want more for yourself, then I am going to go ahead and recommend that this is where you start. (laughs) Honor where you are. Become fully (laughs) self-aware. Give yourself about 15 minutes. Stare into your phone, selfie mode on, or a mirror, and just have that awkward minute or more look at yourself. And then journal. Just free write whatever comes up. You're going to need Kleenex and you're going to need quiet for this homework, ladies, but that's your first assignment. To be helpful, I want to play out some typical examples to see if they resonate and to help you locate where that loss of self may have started brewing. And I don't mean to sound dramatic with these examples, but I'm oversimplifying to be clear for you. And also, we'd be surprised how dramatic we can actually be with ourselves. I should say to myself all the time that I would never say to a friend. Okay, here we go. You left or lost a job where you were recognized and successful. Now you don't have the title, the pay, the security. Are you still successful? If not in that profession, then who are you? The marriage ended. You've been a wife for so long. Losing that relationship status meant more than you thought it would. Are you worthy if you're single and your marriage didn't work out? You've stood up for yourself. You set a clear boundary and now the sister or the parent isn't speaking to you. You lost that key relationship that was supposed to be unconditional love. If you're not a sister or a daughter, then who are you? The kids all have families of their own now and I can't even help due to lockdown restrictions feel like I've lost my purpose. How do you show up as a mom or a grandmother now? So again, these are things I hear from clients or friends, or maybe even have experienced some of them myself. But I hope that these examples can help guide you if you're not sure about some of these feelings that you have coming up around loss and grief. right. The next journaling activity, we are going to look back 
to a version of you that you barely recognize. Exactly where we are today. <laughs> no, I, I mean we barely recognize ourselves today, and we need to go back further. So we're going to look back. It could be the last time that you didn't recognize yourself, or it could be way far back. Whatever comes to your mind, you might feel kind of a cringe or a pull of sadness. Do you see her in your mind? What do you notice? You guys can write if you're writers, and if you want to just close your eyes and listen to my voice and sort of think through the answers, that's fine too. Go gently and honor her. She was doing the best that she could at that time. Include details on how she carried herself, what she wore, who she hung out with, how she felt, what she ate, and how she took care of herself. Once you have all of that down, we're now going to look at the time that's passed between that person and the one that you became next, or maybe even the one that you are now. Write down any loss, grief, growth, letting go that had to be done, or significant changes that happened to you, to your circumstances. The transformation cannot happen without the painful stuff, the really big transformation. So, if we're looking back at somebody that we we can't believe we were that person, we also need to acknowledge everything that's happened between her and now. And my goal with this exercise, well, let's call it a journaling exercise or a visualization, is to see how far you can transform. It's like a reminder. I wish that I could be there. I could drape my arm around your shoulders and say, "You got through that, and you're going to get through this too." And if you're in a difficult season right now, I feel you, and I know that this work is not easy at all. And I see you trying. Remember that your hard is your hard. Don't diminish your pain because someone else could have it harder. Sure, they could have it harder, but there's no comparison to be had in grief. And maybe you're holding it together right now, or maybe you're coming apart, or maybe you're doing this work right now and you're able to go inward, or maybe you're rising up. Maybe you feel like you're becoming new, but each one of those seasons has its own brand of hard. And remember, by saying that you want more, you're deciding on growth over staying still. And growth isn't easy. You're picking the messy. You're picking the destructive, but you're choosing to embrace it. In our hardest and most painful moments, it can be impossible to believe that there is someone stronger being forged, or a life that's more beautiful that's coming our way. But it is true, and I hope that this exercise reminds you of that. All right. So, with the journaling behind us, I want to share five things that you can take away to try. For your own growth and expansion, I want you to note that gratitude will not be on this list. Practice gratitude, dude. Just do it. That shit is powerful. But it's on everybody's list, so it's not going to be on mine because I'm a badass like that. Numero one, make a joy list. This might sound cheesy, like one of those self-helpy things, but it's super simple. We kind of love simple around here, and. It's going to evolve and it's going to grow this list. But once it's done, once you've put in the work, you're going to reference it all the time. So, what goes on a joy list is actually easier than it seems. You can Google it and you can see all different kinds of people and celebrities sharing their joy list. But I really think it's as simple as asking yourself, "When do you feel your best? 
When do you feel your freest, your sexiest, your most natural self, your most relaxed, your most happy, your most calm? And those things, those places, people, activities, that is your joy list. I remind people that um, traveling to Italy might be fun, but that has to live on my bucket list, not my joy list, because my joy list needs to have a variety of accessible things. You'll know you've got your joy list right when reading the list out loud just makes you feel happy. Farmer's Market Hall that leads to a long afternoon cooking, creating art, making jewelry, painting, writing, gardening, long kimono robes, citrus essential oils, sunrises with my kids, fireside chats with friends while camping, dreaming about the future, old music, smoothies with extra cinnamon, You get the idea. Now you know just a little bit more about me too. (laughs) Okay, next up is visualize your future self. This one is a big deal for me. You guys know this. I've talked about it probably for four years now. It was my game changer. I believe that it was the most critical piece of having the courage to leave the safety of my corporate career. But I will say that in my most heavy emotional seasons, it's been very hard for me to do this with clarity, like the clarity that I once had. And I guess I share that with you because I want to take some pressure off if you struggle with it too. So when I started, I did 25 years in the future. And right now I'm keeping it easier and I'm actually just looking at turning 40. So I'm looking two years into the future and it's taking me a little bit of time to get clarity. I think one little piece, one small detail could come to me in a week and it's slowly formulating what that looks and feels like, but that's working for me for now. So find what works for you, whether it's meditation or writing and journaling on this future self I just know there's so much power in it. So go with what comes easy to you around this piece and have lots of grace and compassion. It is very hard to do at first, but once you have a clear picture of her in your mind, then you know you're on the right path. And I'm going to include links in the show notes for some guidance in this area. Next up, I want you to be intentional and plan time to reconnect to self. This is a little bit different than self-care, but it's a little gray, I'll be honest. I'm thinking here it's things definitely from the joy list, but again, I'm using the word planned, but refer to that joy list for ideas. I also want you to think about including nature, maybe looking at a new hobby. You're wanting to stretch yourself to build confidence and also to be consistent and thoughtful about how you're taking care of you, how you're mothering you in whatever capacity you can, given what you're in. The other piece I would add around this intentional plan time to reconnect with self is don't put any pressure on it. If you are having a week where managing to mother you or find something from your joy list just feels like too much, then let it go. Don't put pressure on yourself. But the key part of this is planned time. So I'm going to give you an example. I work well with examples, so hopefully you do too. I shared earlier a couple of things from my joy list with you. One of them is, well, let's give you two. So citrus essential oils, long kimono robes, and old music. Well, how would I plan that? My robe would be hanging somewhere where I would remember to wear it in the morning. My music would be set up so that it was simple and easy for me to just press play. And my diffuser would be ready to go with citrus oils. There, boom, three things for my joy list. Haven't even made coffee yet. All right, the next one is therapy. 
you require a held and protected space to mother you and to really release your emotions. If you've heard feel it to free it or release to receive, that's the goal here. It's probably going to involve tears, but with a protected space of therapy, you let go of your emotions that you're holding on to, that fear of letting go of the kettle boiling over, and it's important. Now, I understand that therapy is not accessible to everyone, and that's okay. In the show notes, I've included some resources, even some free therapy. There's lots and lots of amazing therapists that have great podcasts as well. So that my recommended list of listenings is in there. (laughs) There are other things that I've had success with in unlocking stuck emotions, So if therapy is not, you know, working for you or not possible, you could look at something like body work, sometimes more likely covered in benefits reimbursements. So that could be like a chiro or osteo, even something like energy work has worked well for me, like Reiki. And there are so many opportunities to get free Reiki with people studying and learning and doing offers to educate people on what exactly it is. But we're looking for those nudges to feel. And they can be found in so many places, like in nature, like a breathtaking view, or in music. There's so many songs that make me cry. And that's what we're looking for. We want to nudge ourselves to feel and to release. Even something simple like friends who text encouraging words or quotes to you, they have no expectations if you don't have the space to respond but they can help. I definitely have a circle of people that really support me in this way. And consuming quotes can sometimes really work for me, actually. I find them on Instagram or Pinterest, and I even love Daniela Port's Truth Bomb app. I feel like just her wise way with words makes me feel something, and feeling is the goal. Lastly, you've chosen to embrace growth and you need to celebrate that. Growth takes effort and it's a journey that's one of those like squiggly lines, not a straight one. So you want to be sure that you have encouraging and supportive friends and family around who get it. They know where you're at. You've let them in to see that. They bring empathy, not just wine, (laughs) but also set up ways and milestones to celebrate you in healthy ways not relying on anyone else to do that for you because no one will fully understand the work that you are putting in and the growth that you want to see. No one will understand it like you. So celebrate the badass that you are for choosing growth. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.